If you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the Get in Touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com. And the Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, available either on our website, KT's Money Matters, or on Amazon. Or of course, you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey there, and welcome back. This is KT at KT's Money Matters, coming to you with your tips and quips and ideas about making money, growing money, saving money. In this case, we're going to talk about spending money and spending lots and lots and lots of money. In fact, we're going to talk about the U.S. government and all of its money spending and what that means to you, a citizen and a taxpayer in the great country of America, which, by the way, still my favorite country. If you've ever tried to call a credit card company and get them to raise your limit because you need more money, you've got to hear this show. Let's just talk about how the government just raises money, more money for themselves whenever they want. Wouldn't that be great? Huh, it would be a fantasy. I'll be right back with more information. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. So if you've never had a chance to go look at the U.S. government debt and you want an eye-popping opportunity to see how expensive it is to run a big country like America, you should go to the usdebtclock.org and you can just Google it. There's actually a great big debt clock in New York City if you happen to be there, but let's face it, not all of us can just run off to check it out in New York City, but you can Google it and see online not only the national debt, but all the other ways in which America tracks its finances. And the thing that I thought was so interesting about it is it's spinning every day, growing literally every second as you look at it, that the debt in America is growing, growing, growing. In fact, this past year, it finally cracked $22 trillion. That's right, trillion with a T. Why does this matter? Well, at some point, just like all of your creditors, people are actually going to want some of their money back. And the question becomes, how will that happen? Well, one of the things that I think is really interesting is how I'm always talking to personal customers and clients about the idea of not spending more than you make, making sure that you save so much of the money that you get in so that you have it for future expenses, how to have a cash reserve, how to make sure you're not paying too much on your financing. And everybody always says, you know, on the national level, it's not reasonable. All countries have a certain amount of debt. And that's true, except that America has the highest amount of sovereign debt of any country in the world. And that's good because we are, for the most part, the currency standard, which allows us to have more debt because more people do business in dollars than they do in any other currency. So as long as they still like us, that probably works. However, Since 1989, and many of you may remember the 90s, you know, the 80s and the 90s where the debt was going down every year and people were worried about what was going to happen if the government couldn't issue bonds because they didn't need the money. And there was, you know, there were all these balanced budgets and things seemed to be really good. This came off the back of the early 80s and the late 70s where we had runaway inflation and we had a ton of debt. Then we got really serious about paying off our debt and balancing the budget. 
And through the Bush and the Clinton years, they actually managed to reduce the deficit, balance the budget, and put in some safe holds to try to keep this from ever happening again. So what happened? Well, the first thing that happened is the minute that there seems to be enough money to run things, there are the people who make the money who would like to have some tax breaks. We have had three really big tax law reductions since 1989, where high-earning Americans have paid less. Now, you could argue whether or not that's good or bad or neither here nor there, but what I'll say is you can't raise spending and cut taxes at the same time and expect that this won't happen. And that's actually exactly what's happened in America. So we have growing, we have growing spending. And as a result, they put in something called the debt ceiling, which basically means that every time the, it gets too high, we have to go back to Congress and get them to an approve an increase in spending. And because we're paying less in taxes and we're spending, of course, it's still growing. And then we go for a debt ceiling increase. And guess what? We've gotten 10 debt ceiling increases in 10 years. Now, imagine calling Discover Card or your mortgage company and saying, hey, listen, I know I was just here last year, but it turns out I need more money than I thought I needed. So I need to get another, I don't know, 2%, 5%, 15%, 20%. And that's basically what's been happening that's causing the debt ceiling to go up and up and up. Every year we're spending more, but we haven't increased income to match it we've decreased income during that same period. Now you'll hear people say, well, listen, it's social security. And if we could eliminate that, then you know things would be better. And here's what I'll say to you. The reality is that we've all been paying into social security for a long time. Now my accountant friends will say to you, people are getting social security. They're living a lot longer than we thought. And it's all about the old people. It's all the fault of the old people. It's the fault of Medicare. It's ruining the country. However, 70% of the debt in America is actually not associated with that. It's associated with things like not collecting enough revenue or military spending. There are a lot of things we spend lots and lots of money on besides the self-funded Social Security plan. Now, granted, people have lived longer than they thought. But let's face it, who out there do we know that's really getting rich living on Social Security? That'd be no one. So the idea that they call it entitlements and that, uh, oh, people shouldn't really be getting it. Here's what I'll say. Each and every working American that is employed is funding Social Security and every single employer who has employees is funding Social Security for their employees. Together, it's 15.3% of the income that the employee makes up to, I think it's 117,000 this year, but it keeps changing every year. But the reality is a lot of money is going into social security. Lots and lots and lots of money have been going in since it got passed. And frankly, are people taking it out? Sure, but lots of money is still going in. Are people living longer than we thought? Yes. Are people getting a whole lot more out of social security than we thought? Yes. But is that the only problem in America? No, it's hardly the only problem. We've also had three major tax cuts during the last 15 years, during a time where our deficit's been growing really quickly because tax cuts are supposed to make everything better. 
It's like the instant gummy bear. But it's not. What's happened as a result of our debt growing to as much as 22 trillion is now 6% of our budget is interest payments only on maintaining our debt. That is before we pay it down even a dollar. That's just to keep it rolling. I'm not sure what the answer is, but I think it's fair to say that we know what the problem is. We need to figure out how to not give away even more. This idea that we can give everybody free everything and everyone's going to be happy is no more sustainable than rich people paying no taxes. There needs to be some balance. We're living in an established society where people get what they need in the richest economy in the world that we have roads and bridges and schools and people with enough to eat and places to live and good health care. I mean, after all, this is the greatest country on earth. But at 22 trillion and growing, we could kill it if we keep trying until we talk again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.